That's our intro. I'm like this close to getting a cat, <laughs> getting a cat stroller. <laughs> I'm so I want one so bad because like some days I don't feel like going out on my walks and I'm like, well, if I could take the cats with me, it would be way more fun. You think so? But then I would like, and then well, yeah, because the, you'd have the stroller with the little enclosure thing and then they could just like look around. That's and fair. But then I would like meet other parents on the street with like real babies in their strollers and I would feel really weird. <laughs> No, that's totally acceptable. <laughs> They'd be this like, oh my child. god, this lady is nuts. It's not weird unless you make it weird. I think that's legit. Uh, that's fine. That's acceptable. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm Blair. And I'm Kirsten, and we are... Mediocre content. content. And it's another week. It's the first episode of June. We're doing so good. It's summertime. Summertime. It's summertime. Monterey, where it's cold. <laughs> it's pretty dang hot in Rhode Island right now. It's just sweaty and sticky. I, Gross. I miss it. I miss it. I'm an East Coast girly. I'm ready for it to be warm. I don't know what to Ugh. tell you. You know what? Every time I say that, when I go to a climate that is not like this i'm always like mm-hmm. oh my god i miss it so much and then i come back to it and i'm like why do i miss you this sucks this, this is the awful. worst <laughs> this is literally the worst i feel like i feel like it's just our way of dealing with the fact that the weather is never what we want it to be <laughs> this is true you caught me that's pretty accurate <laughs> uh, yeah because i feel like when i was in virginia i was like i would love to be anywhere else but here but then <laughs> I move out to California and the weather is not as ideal as I originally hoped it would be. And now I'm like, well, I need to go back. Well, I, I, need I to go guess back. this just ruins everything and I'll be back in Virginia very yeah. soon. <laughs> That's right. Oh my God. Well, um, so yeah, super excited about so, this episode. Yeah. So, so this episode is uh, inspired by the fact that Chris and I are going to Disneyland in Woo-hoo. June so exciting and i'm very i'm very excited chris is very excited um chris is so excited to the point where like he he'll bring it up to me he'll be like so about disneyland in june i'm a regular amount of excited i'm not overly excited (laughs) a regular amount uh if you have to bring it up and state that chances are it is false (laughs) yeah exactly he's like don't worry i'm i'm a regular amount of excited don't worry. It's fully worried as soon as you said that. I'm, reason- I'm reasonably excited for this for this adventure. And I'm and like, I'm okay. Reasonably it's fine. You can be more excited if you really want to. And he's like, yeah, but then I'll get like kind of overwhelming and I really don't want to be that. Aww, and I'm like, cute. it's going to be okay. It's yeah. going to be okay. You should be excited. Um, it's fun. I'm sure. I know. Been, I know. So, I don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. I Well, I've never been to Disneyland either. I've only done the Florida one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So this will be a fun, new, exciting thing for both of us. Yeah. And um, yeah, so Chris is very excited. I'm very excited. I am secretly trying to figure out if Chris is a Disney adult or not, because he's like really, he's not. So, and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. <laughs> I, I think he kind of is like he, he wants to be, but he just thinks it's like too nerdy to like, it would be too nerdy for him. Blair but I think he secretly wants to be but my dear he goes I know. places I know to play magic I know. the gathering and I, he's worried okay. about being we a cannot, Disney adult we cannot, 
I know. I'm aware. Chris. I. Chris, I'm just we just saying. outed you on the pod. I am so sorry. <laughs> I can edit that if you want. Please do not divorce me. Look, there's nothing wrong with magic. If you see, okay, listener, you can't see it, but the entire wall behind me is just Pokemon crap. Pokemon plushies, Pokemon yeah. uh, collectibles, the little construct. Yeah. Like, I can't, there's nothing that I can say in the entire world that would make you think that I also was not a little bit nerdy in certain ways. Yeah. So I would also like to preface that by saying there's nothing wrong with going to play Magic the Gathering. The question right. and issue that I have is he's worried about also being a Disney adult with those characteristics intact. <laughs> right. And I'm not, so I don't know if he's fully made the commitment, but I think okay. that he has the potential to be absolutely if he wanted to be like, that's how excited he is. And he's, he's like all about, there. He's all about the pin trading. Like we have a huge collection of pins. It's a, oh, do you not know about pin trading? No, I don't. Oh, okay. So for just a quick before we get into it, pin trading at Disney World. So everywhere you go, it's at Disney World, Disneyland, Tokyo, Paris, like all of the mm. parks. Um, and everywhere you go, there's an assortment of pins in like the little gift shops. Mm. And they have like special edition ones. They have ones that are like mystery packs. They have ones for every character, every like anything you could think of in Fancy. terms of like a Disney theme or character or, you know, anything. They have a pin for it. Nice. And you so like most people will wear them on like a lanyard mm -hmm. um, in the parks. And then you can trade with other people who are at the parks or you can trade with other um, cast members, like people who work at the parks. Fancy. And um, so Chris is really into that. He likes the trading aspect. He also likes the mystery pack ones, which I also enjoy. They're really cute. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's it's kind of a it's it's a cool like little side note thing. That is super cool. That's adorable. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when I used to take my Pokemon cards to class when I wasn't supposed to and trade with people. Right. Yeah. Yes. Similar. Yeah. <laughs> Generational. <laughs> Generational. Um. <sighs> okay. So anyway, mm. that's how this episode kind of got started, and I just did a deep dive. Basically, I just went, went, yeah. went overboard. So acceptable. You guys will hear that in a few minutes. Um, I'm going to do a little bit of a disclaimer before we get really going here. Um, so basically we're not experts on anything. If you have come to the podcast to get any kind of advice, any, like literally any kind of advice, please don't take any advice from us. We are not qualified for any of that. And also, um, we would like you to learn about things that you may or may not have known about otherwise. Yes. So um, but take everything with a grain of salt, you know, be inquisitive, um, ask your questions. And if you want, you can even like ask us through email mm -hmm. or Instagram, like get it all up in our DMS. That's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gross. Um, hey, it is what it is. Um, and, or that's what she said anyway. Um, <laughs> could be either one. We will take both reactions. <laughs> Yikes. All right. So, um, but yeah, we encourage you to always do your own research on any topic that we decide to do, even if it's Disney adults. So, um, with that, Kirsten, please bring us the good news. I'm in the science corner. 
Yeah. Houston Science Science Corner. (laughs) Might as well be. I'm never going to let it go. Never going to. I'll never let go, Jack. I won't. Never going to give you up. Never going to. Don't rickroll people. This is not not the time for that. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. We're going to Compton for this first piece of good news. Um, Indoor vertical. Why is the giggling? We are not nearly qualified to go to Compton. I am a scientist. I will go to Compton if I want to. Dang it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Indoor vertical farms bring fresh produce and jobs to Compton. See, that was a really nice. That was, a nice that was very nice. Was I very love good. that. Yeah. Yeah. A little aggressive at the beginning, but we got there. We got there. Um, a new indoor vertical farm has opened up in Compton, California, and it is designed to grow up to 4.5 million, with an M, pounds of leafy greens every year. Um. The Plenty Compton Farm takes up a city block and is described as the world's most technologically advanced indoor vertical farm. The produce is grown in a controlled environment with no sunlight on vertical towers that are almost two stories high. Uh, indoor farming is great, if you don't know, uses less water and land, and is being touted as one of uh, one way of getting fresh, affordable produce in areas like cities uh, that may not have access to, you know, fresh foods and vegetables and things like that. But it also helps create jobs. Um, the Plenty Compton Farm is very committed to making sure that the people they hire actually came from the city of Compton and came from that community. And this is what they've done. It's absolutely amazing this is from compton mayor emma sheriff she's the one that quoted that and she also said that adding 30 percent of the farm's employees or that uh 30 of the farm's employees live in compton so it's a great thing that they're doing it's hopefully going to take off and become popular even outside of compton uh we've talked oh. about um the green cities in previous good news where entire cities yes. are being made out of you know that material the moss that can grow we're mm-hmm. we're making changes and and it's becoming a a trend that is in my opinion very smart very inclusive and uh is going to really help these communities have access to these things so yeah it's Great good news. because it creates food and mm-hmm. jobs and Absolutely. both of those things are necessary. So exactly. love it. And honestly, in cities, in my opinion, it's even better to do it there. Cause again, some of these places just don't have access to that. Um, if you could grow it yourself and you can learn how to grow it yourself, that's a tool that you can use for your entire life as opposed to, you know, you always buy, I mean, you can buy it from the grocery store, obviously if you have to, but if you can get it yeah. fresh, that's always better. I so, agree good things over there in Compton. Now, we're going to kind of maintain nature a little bit in our next piece of good news. Uh, Studies have found that listening to birds sing can potentially improve mental well-being. I love listening to birds. I love birds. I love feeding the birds. Love, 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 love birds. Um, So do my cats. My cats love birds, too. I mean, yeah. (laughs) Just in different ways different ways when i look at a bird i don't have the insatiable need to eat it that's for sure (laughs) and i also don't go at the window either (laughs) every time i see one i just make eye contact i'm like oh that's pretty and i just walk away not a cat i just i would like to encourage the listener to um 
Google cat chattering and just live your best life because it is the most pleasing sound. It's just, I, I love it so much when they do that. It's the best. <laughs> it, Puma is the, is the best at it in this household. She is. Oh my gosh. There was a, um, there was a pigeon on the roof of our garage and the mm. cats saw it and they were like standing at the back door, just like, <laughs> just like having a good old time. And then they looked up at me. They're like, mom, let us out. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not doing not. that. No. <laughs> Immediate regrets <laughs> to do that. Oh my God. Uh, okay. Well, two recent studies have found that seeing or hearing birds. So either one can be good for mental health with benefits lasting for hours. The special thing about bird songs is that even if people live in very urban environments and do not have a lot of contact with nature, they link the songs of birds to vital and intact natural environments. And this was uh, a quote from Emil Stobe, an environmental neuroscience graduate student at the Max Planck Institute for Human Development. She's also Plonk. an I know, right? She's also also an author of one of the studies uh, told the Washington Post. So she's the one kind of heading uh, one of these studies of the two for the bird song activity in your brain. Uh, the easiest thing to do is just try to be aware when out of the house, uh, Stobe said. And she also added, with this little step, you can be one step closer to getting those beneficial effects or enhancing the time that you spend outdoors. So. I don't know. It's two recent studies. I'm sure they've got the maths and the percentages and like what they specifically looked at. It didn't list it in the article because that's a lot of information for just like a, a one-off informational mm -hmm. kind of, yeah, this is great. Um, yeah. But as always, we have the links to everything. So I would highly suggest maybe looking into the studies and seeing what specifically they were looking at or, you know, what details they were looking for while they were conducting the study. Uh, but either way, I do love listening and watching to birds. So totally understand how that could be a very soothing experience. Indeed. Any nature experience, I feel like, is a soothing experience. I mean, obviously, if an animal is attacking you, that's a little different. But like <laughs> any like so casual soothing. walk out in nature is always a good idea. Yeah, you know, my walk was really good. But then I got attacked by that bear. And I have to tell you, right. it's the most serene I've ever been. <laughs> the most serene. <laughs> saw my life flash before my eyes and it was just magnificent <laughs> nature is such a wonder <laughs> to behold bear spray oh my god okay well i care more about disney <laughs> let's go for it disney all right <clears throat> all right so for everyone who doesn't know i'm gonna define a disney adult for you so according to urban dictionary a millennial adult with or without kids that can't stop talking about Disney, including the movies and the parks. Even if they do have kids, they're still way more obsessed with it than their kids ever would be. Nice. And they probably engage in casual Disney bounding, which I'll define in just a minute, um, and visit the theme parks at least once a year. They are obsessed with everything Disney and probably have a Mickey Mouse bumper sticker and or tattoo. Wow. There's a lot of assumptions uh, <laughs> being made in that definition. Yes. Um, First of all, that I would have enough money to go to Disney uh, at least right. once a year. <laughs> right. So so we'll talk about that. Right. I also found out through using Urban Dictionary that uh, Urban Dictionary, the definitions are not inputted by like the official Urban Dictionary people. They're just oh, uploaded. Yeah, yeah, 
uploaded by like regular people and i was yeah. like that's why this is so offensive right okay. yeah, no got it's, it. it's like wikipedia but yeah. troll version i got that <laughs> yeah. and for some reason my brain did not like <laughs> understand that i don't know maybe that's i'm just great. slow i don't know what's going on um but the, in addition to that mm. uh it also says that disney adults are one of the most terrifyingly intense people you will ever encounter and i'm like oh God, that's so dramatic i feel like that's very dramatic i, I mean, people just can't stand other people being happy and joyous i know about something they love and I, I hate I it i know <laughs> you, so the question is do you know anyone who fits this description my mom actually that's lovely we love mom chicken mom and, shout yes. out chicken mom shout out chicken mom yeah no they they've been quite a few times and they always have a great time um mm -hmm. one of the gifts i get her for almost every holiday vacation birthday whatever is almost exclusively something from Loungefly, like a wallet yeah or disney yeah. uh i think i got her like a disney um like necklace or something like she gets stuff yeah regularly for the mm -hmm. and she freaking loves it and that's yeah. so exciting you know I yeah lounge fly is a whole nother thing and I like mm -hmm. didn't have a chance to go into that mm -hmm. but it all their backpacks are like super cute and I like kind of want to yeah. get one when we go to Disneyland because they're <laughs> so should. cute but you I would should. like literally never wear it anywhere else like so, that's the problem that's my thing like my I mean she's a mom so she's got right. tons of stuff that she carries around so she, uh, yeah. like a regular purse just doesn't fit the equation anymore yeah but like I hardly carry a purse I barely carry my wallet same <laughs> yeah know? I know like... I have like a thin I have like a a yes. man wallet basically yes. and then I just put in my back pocket and that's yep. it if we have pockets <laughs> well yeah but like most of my stuff has pockets even the dresses yeah. have pockets you know yeah yeah I mean these days I usually just have my phone and I just put my ID in Tyler's wallet oh yeah that's good <laughs> that's how Loki I gotta you gotta capitalize on the big you pockets <laughs> of your of your male counterparts hey put this in your pocket I literally give him all of my keys all of yeah yeah. His four pockets are bursting. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yes, my mom. Do you know someone like this? I mean, so the sorry. only one that I know of is Chris. Like, yeah. he really, he's the only person in my life who, like, loves Disney in that, even close to that way. Yeah. Um. I Yeah, I just, I, and then, like, I just see the online content about it. Yes. yes. Um. There's some so people anyway, that are committed. That's I sure. know, I know, and like you think about like <clears throat> the amount of money that they spend, which is, I mean, right. good for them for like right. having that, but like, yeah. wow, it's intense. Um, mm -hmm. It's intense. So we'll go ahead and I'll go ahead and um, define Disney bounding uh, yes, for everyone, yes. so that we have that because you'll need to know that for this next portion, mm -hmm. but. Um, so Disney bounding is the act of incorporating articles of clothing and or colors from a popular Disney character. For example, wearing an orange shirt and yellow vest to represent Goofy because that's okay. what he wears. Mm -hmm. um, commonly done by Disney adults. All, this is what the definition says. Also known as weirdos. <laughs> example from Urban Dictionary. What? Hey, Joe, I'm going Disney bounding at the Magic Kingdom at Disney Park. You want to tag along? And the person says no jim what the f is wrong with you please stop being weird and i'm like why are you guys being so mean on urban dictionary okay also the the name of this individual oh yeah so this is how i figured out that the posters were not like regular 
that people. It's name. like the it's posted by Big PP Man one two three. That is so childish, and you're calling them childish. Okay. I know. I know. Are you like a five year old? Like. <laughs> Okay, first of all, I have strong feelings. I don't know if you want to get into this right now, but I really am offended by that because that is so stupid. You want to know why it's stupid? Tell me. Biggest thing, from my understanding, and maybe things have changed, but I doubt it, there is a age limit on dressing up at the parks like right. one of the cast. And that's why Disney bounding was made a, a thing. thing is exactly. because you can't dress up at the Disney right. parks if you're an adult because you don't want to confuse the children I get that but what else are adults who are wanting to dress up and feel pretty and excited gonna do this is the only option they have right yeah that's yeah. absurd that's a thing yeah people yeah. so we're gonna get into it yeah. people hate Disney adults Just people so are the amount and there's a it was like a perfect storm of internet yeah yeah trickery yeah. and terribleness um, so we'll get into it, but yes, it's, it's a little extreme. <laughs> it is extremely extreme. Extreme. Um, yes. Yes. Sorry. So, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, no, it's okay. I appreciate Ugh. your level of outrage. I think I'm right there with you. Okay, honestly. Good. <laughs> I love like the Disney bounding outfits that people come up with so are super cute. fun and creative. And if that's what you want to do, then you do it. I personally, when I go to a theme park, I like to be comfortable Me too. and like, I like to, yep. you know, put in a small amount of effort just to be comfortable throughout the day. Right. Um. So I, it's not for me, right. but I get like some people go there and live close to there and like do it for the gram. Yeah. So they want to get like the cute aesthetic pictures, which is great. That's wonderful yep. for them. I love it's it. Beautiful. I didn't know that's what it was called, but I do enjoy seeing the videos of it. Yes. And there's a huge like Pinterest thing about like it too. That. It's, it's a whole thing. I remember like when I first started Pinterest, Disney bounding has just also getting started Yeah. and it was, and they would put like the outfit grids together with like oh. your Disney bounding ideas and like, the whole thing you should look it up it's it's, it's so pretty cute. cool it's new obsession yeah, <laughs> yeah totally new obsession <laughs> unlocked <laughs> okay so um a fun fact because we're going to move away from that those are your definitions for the rest of the episode so just keep those in mind Perfect. fun fact the first person who purchased a disney ticket and go through the gates at disneyland on july 17th 1955 was a 22 year old college student named david mcpherson um, I like to think of him as the original Disney adult. Um, and yeah, that name sounds so familiar. I don't know. Okay. Keep going. I'm going to look up that name. That name okay. sounds weirdly familiar. For some Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, David is proof that Disney adults aren't anything new, but in recent years, the term has been spun with a more negative connotation. Hmm. Okay. So, and there's a huge argument just in general, which I haven't really researched or gotten into here, but like Disney is made like Disneyland and Disney World are designed for adults, not for right. the, I mean, the kids, it's for kids because of the fun nature of the mm -hmm. characters and the colors and like all that. But yeah. like, there's a huge adult element to it. Like they want yeah. adults to come to the parks. There's freaking drinking around the park that people do. On yeah. TikTok. Like it's, yeah. Children, well, children and can't the, do that. And the restaurants, res yeah. restaurants, restaurants, restaurants are, <laughs> you know, Michelin star, you mm -hmm. know, some of them are really good quality, you know, food and Which children don't care about. 
Right. <laughs> they just want their chicken nuggets and their Absolutely. Mickey ice yep. cream. Exactly. Like, so there's a lot of like adult elements incorporated into the Disney parks that make a good argument for adults loving Disney, you know? Exactly. Okay. So the history of Disney adults. The phenomenon of adults enjoying the theme parks has existed for decades. Since it as opened. Early, as early as the 1990s, coverage of the Disney fairy tale weddings program prompted plenty of sarcastic headlines about why grown people would want to get married in the vicinity of a cartoon mouse. But the term itself is somewhat a new construct. My rage is mounting. I know. I know. Get it together, Kirsten. It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Uh, okay. What did, it's what, the boomers. It's the boomers, it's honestly. Kind of, yeah. it's, it's the boomers. Don't worry about it. Um, It's going to be fine. What's that so, thing that's like um, the, the lady's just like, I'm finding it? Something like that. That's me right now. Okay. <laughs> channel, channel some good vibes. Okay. It's going to get better. It's only going to get better from here. Okay. okay. This is the worst. So. Tumblr Oof. of obviously that throws me back. is the very beginning of the Disney adult culture as we know today. Hmm. All right. So the fandom found itself on Tumblr as many fandoms do. We mm -hmm. are part of, you know, the one direction fandom was a huge Tumblr huge. thing. Oh my God. Um, the fan fictions, the fan fictions. Exactly. Exactly. Anyway. So um, anyway, so Tumblr was the beginning <clears throat> Um, there is a blog that documents Disney bounding that went viral. Wow. Um, and Disney bounding is the first adult driven Disney trend to capture the attention of the mainstream because adults wearing Disney costumes at the park, like we said, is strictly forbidden. Which just sucks, but I get it. I mean, yeah, I totally get it. I think it's yeah. a good rule, actually, if you're, yeah. you know, because they're you know, preserving the magic, you exactly. know, all that right. Stuff. No, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, Tumblr also originated the sparkly ultra feminine aesthetic currently associated with the Disney adult. So when you think of a Disney adult, you think of the influencer who's like always super peppy, always at the parks wearing pink and like the glitter ears and, you know, the whole nine. Right. That's like yeah. typically what people think of. Most Disney adults are millennials. We can relate. Because we were um, all on Tumblr. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, as a result of the origins being on Tumblr, right? So it captured right. like the millennial group early on. Right. Um, more specifically, childless millennials. Hey, hey. Um, this became specifically apparent in 2019 following a mom's irate Facebook post accusing a non-parent visitor oh of depriving God. her child of a Mickey pretzel, prompting... And a trolling New York Post headline, sorry, childless millennials, going to Disney World is weird. Rage! Part of, I know, I know. And then part of this is a function of timing because as millennials came of age during the Tumblr era, where the first generation and were the first generation to embrace online fandom, mm -hmm. like online fandom in general started yeah. with us mm -hmm. um, on Tumblr. But it also intersects with a very specific mid-2010s era criticism of millennials as entitled fis and fiscally irresponsible. So it's very much the same era of like, well, if you spend $5 on avocado toast, you're never going to be able to buy a house. <laughs> or if you get Starbucks every day, you're never going to be able to retire. Like all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Linda, I can't. <laughs> 
I can't buy a house now. I this is can't buy a house now. This and is I, what stresses me out because I can't say Linda or Karen because that's my grandma and my mom. However, sorry. I'm I do sorry, use, Linda. No, it's my sorry, grandma. Uh, but um, I do often. I, I know that they're not all. It's like not all, but some. That's just the reality of most things, yeah. right? But right. Boomer mentality is very real, and the Karen mentality is also very real. And I guarantee you. The uh, millennial Karen definitely wrote that headline. Like, are oh, you a thousand percent? Are you kidding? A thousand percent. The other thing is too, a pretzel, Karen. I know, I know, I know. That's what it's it takes. so stupid. It's ridiculous. <sighs> but like, um, the other thing too that I think is silly is like the millennials got screwed over in a very particular way um <laughs> that I think we all have like shared trauma about <laughs> and honestly like I'm over the whole like oh well if you have just if you you can't buy yourself nice things right because you know then you won't be able to buy a house and have a family and I'm like well what if I don't want to buy a house and have a family that's right. totally fine too I and also toast. <laughs> right the other thing is is that Boomers were raised by depression era babies. True. And I think I talk about this yeah. a little bit later too, but, and the depression era babies, God bless them. They are our grandparents, mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. but they are very frugal. Yeah. And I very, you know, for good reason. They had right. grown, they had trauma growing up too, as Absolutely. we all do. We all do. And so I think that that like integrated into the boomer mentality of like, well, you can't spend money on th whatever you want because, right. you know, otherwise you're not going to be able to do what you need to do in life. But that's no longer right. the case necessarily because as millennials, we're making different decisions and we're also in a crippling amount of student debt. So like, I don't. Well, and times change, right? So yeah. like that mentality may have gotten you through whatever you were going through during that time frame and might have helped you raise your family and might have helped you make ends meet. And I totally understand that because you have to do what you have to do to make things happen, right? Right. And everybody's yeah. experience with that is very different. However, I do think that denying yourself joy or trying to deny right. others joy because of how you suffered is very sad. Right. And we're, we're, we're past that. We're, we're past we're, that. We're past right. That. We, we as millennials have student debt. We have like politicians who don't know what they're doing. We right. have several financial crises in the last, All the we had nine 11. Like we have a lot of stuff. Well, okay. And also a lot of even their children and children after lost potentially a lot of childhood experiences because of that. Mm -hmm. Not all of them. Mm -hmm. Clearly. Now, I had a yeah. great childhood. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. There are some experiences that those things impacted. And so now that right. we're adults and now that we have a little bit of income and now that we have the opportunity, right. we want to capitalize on things that we might not have gotten to do. You right. know, and Disney yeah. is definitely one of those bucket list kind of things that everybody wants to experience at least once. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And like, if you can relate to the, I saw this meme. <laughs> yeah. And it made me chuckle because like, it was like one of those husband and wife memes where <laughs> the wife is like, 
comes from a family where you only get water and you don't get an appetizer or dessert. Mm. But then the husband is from a family who like goes out to eat all the time and always gets a appetizer and dessert and a soda yeah. and yeah. they marry each other. It's like one of those things. <laughs> yeah, and it really is. So if you can relate to the person who doesn't get a soda and no appetizer and dessert, maybe in your adult life, you want to get an appetizer and dessert. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You want to go is. to Disney and, you know, experience your life. I don't know. And that's fine. Yeah. Full support. Totally. Absolutely. Full support. Okay. So moving right along here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this is a great, I love this. This is so wonderful. <laughs> I just range. love it so much. Um, uh, okay. So from the Tumblr years, we started to see a slow trickle of content on the internet aimed at poking fun at Disney adults, such as the 2014 Bustle article, Nine Things to Never Say to a Disney Adult Fan, and the 2017 viral college humor video called Disney Adult Fans Are Weird. I was just talking about college humor in the last episode. Too. <laughs> <I> no. <know. laughs> um, with the exception of the video, which features a male Disney fan on a date with a woman, most of the... Um, most of the content was directed at young child free women, which was part of the stereotype and backlash against the wider female driven indie fashion trend overtaking the net culture which is at the time. Also very specific for some reason. Why is it always women? I, I know plenty it, of men so, that are into it. Let me rant. Give me like two <laughs> more minutes. And we'll I will rant. okay, I'll hold back. I'll hold back. Hold back. There was a lot of judgment on women who participated in Disney bounding and Disney adulting and, oh, you're enjoying this fun thing and consider it childish. I'm going to make fun of you. Right. And you're a woman. Ugh, and gross. you're a woman. Yeah. <laughs> so obviously anything young girls like is going to be criticized. We Ugh. see this in countless fandoms, not just the Disney one. We Ugh. see it in One Direction, BTS, Taylor yep. Swift. Yep. Meanwhile, the average young man is allowed to know the stats of his favorite football team and buy their merch and spend money on tickets to go to games with no social repercussions whatsoever. And the tantrums when things fail or when teams don't win yes. is insane. Yes. As we saw in this past year about Philadelphia, they were Ugh. like preparing for the worst smashing their TVs city was going to get destroyed it's absurd totally you don't see disney fans going around smashing tvs certainly not saying. no we're just eating our ice cream and jumping around the parks like a lunatic <laughs> yeah which is, which fine. is fine having a lovely grand time within the within the park's rules and regulations yes um so although although anti-disney adult sentiment has been circulating um the term Disney adult didn't actually enter the vernacular until about January 2020 when a Reddit post surfaced with the headline, Disney adults are worse than any other cringe group of people. Which I would disagree, to be honest. Yes. There are plenty of uh, other uh, obsessions that are thousands of cringe points above Disney adults. I agree. I totally agree. And, yeah. you know, it's and we grew up in like the golden era of Disney, right? Yes, we had exactly. like the Lion King Pixar was just taking off with yeah. Toy Story. Like it was look the princesses like don't even get me started. If they're okay. upset that people who grew up on Disney 
can't get enough of it as adults, they have to blame themselves because that's when all of this stuff was coming out, all the toys, the videos, the spin-off yeah. TV shows, technology was going crazy. Disney Channel was Disney like developing Channel, like, young teen content. Yes. Like, come on, like, Lizzie McGuire the, movie? You can't even get me started. This is the I, material that raised us to yeah. a point, right? To a point. So yeah. you can't be mad. You've let us right. watch it. That's right. <laughs> That's this right. is your fault. <laughs> and obviously we don't know if like sure. who is actually like, I'm sure there's some people within our age group that also think this is cringe. Like well, it may not yeah. just be elders that think it's cringe. And that's but... fine. But there's also people that I I would also like to think that this is not, uh, how can I say this? Um, I've never been approached or I don't think my mom has ever been approached by someone who's like, oh my God, you are, are you a Disney adult? Oh my God, grow yeah. up. Like you That just doesn't don't, happen. That doesn't no. happen. So also this could just be a lot of hype around a couple of comments or a couple of things that are trying to just spin off it's how the internet does. an internet thing. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely an online. internet <laughs> cyber bully situation yeah. for sure. Right. Because you just don't meet people, as far as I'm aware, that just could be like, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know? Nobody's ever going to say that to your face. Like, and that's if they not the do, then you've got they've got bigger problems. <laughs> they've got bigger issues. Yeah. Uh, um. So well. anyway, in the next half, we're going to discover why Disney adults are considered <laughs> so cringe and hated on the Internet. In the meantime, we'll just give you a nice little ad and reserve your rage for the second half. OK, okay. I'm finding it. Bye. <laughs> Welcome to the ad segment of this week's podcast. Normally, we have something witty to say that would segue you into the second half of the podcast, but not this time. For this ad break, we've created a random groove segment built exclusively for the vibes. Enjoy these calming tunes before you come re-immersed in all things mediocre content. that nice. Always good to set the mind at ease, if only for a few seconds. We hope you enjoyed this calm transition to the next half of the podcast. See you on the other side. I hope you guys saved your rage. Kirsten is still <laughs> enraged for the second half. My chest is pounding. <laughs> It's okay. This is good. It's good yeah, conversation. It is. It's good. Okay. So why are Disney adults considered cringe and universally hated on the internet, apparently? <laughs> so as it turns out, there's a real moralistic judgment of Disney adults. Gen X and boomers want us to buy houses and start families. We've kind of touched on this already. Mm. And we will not get into that here because I know how hard it is to... <laughs> to buy houses and start families in the current market and afford a house and how expensive yeah. it is to raise a family. So just from a cost perspective, people are, I mean, uh, yeah. the money spent on Disney is probably not going to make a huge difference in terms of like you buying a house. If you're putting it back in and then you're building families, it's all about economy progression. That's really yeah. the only 
in my opinion, I'm sure there's others, but the main yes. one for me is always got to stimulate the economy. And I'm like, well, I think I'm good. <laughs> the economy be stimulated. I don't know what yeah, to tell you. The economy isn't <laughs> stimulating me anyway. That's for sure. Yeah. So we've already kind of touched on this a little bit, um, but some of us growing up we're told no to like cute merch and like park food because our parents a could not afford it or B because they like just didn't feel like it was necessary for the experience, you know? Right. 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 And boomers and Gen Xers probably would have felt uncomfortable buying a toy story alien popcorn bucket or like freely professing their, (laughs) their love, their love for Robin hood. I didn't Um, really like Robin hood that much. I, you know, it wasn't my cup of tea, but I did see it. Um, Same with Fox and the Hound. I feel like. That one makes me cry every time. Oh my God. Depressing. (laughs) Oh God. Um, No, I'm sad and mad. (laughs) I know. But millennials just feel more freedom to follow their own obsessions than our previous generations. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think too, that comes from like a community on the internet. You know, if you find Mm -hmm. other people that like what you like, your yeah. like of that thing is probably just going to get more intense. Exactly. AKA fandoms. <laughs> so, happens. um, so of course, harboring niche pop pop culture obsessions is not specific to millennials or Disney fans, but there's something about loving Disney specifically that rubs people the wrong way. And, um, even other fandoms the wrong way. So there's two different kinds of fandoms. Um, there's prescriptive fandoms, which are people who are obsessed about learning everything they possibly can about the canon of their obsessions. So Star Wars fans would be a really good mm-hmm, mm-hmm. example of this and consequently are also now in the Disney universe. So, <laughs> well, and, and we have crossover. Yeah. 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 But like base or like Trekkies are also a good one mm-hmm. of this Lord of the Rings fans as well. Yeah. Um, so people who are obsessed with the canon basically Mm -hmm. transformative fans are less focused on facts and details and more focused on feelings and Mm self-expression so people who focus on writing fan fiction or drawing fan art i think you know fangirls are very much about feelings and it's definitely more associated with women when it comes to feelings right so disney adults fall into the transformative category because as a result and and as a result, this led to most people to conceive of Disney adults as female because of the feelings and to bring their accompanying stereotypes right, right, right. along with it. Men don't have feelings. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Even though even though the Disney adults are the fandom in general is like split 50 50 so female yes. and male. Exactly. Um Jeez. So yeah. Oh, um I know. I know. Because men don't have feelings. Right. Men what don't are you have feelings. Do? Right. Anyway, so we're going to pivot. Um, so if you want to be in Disney fandom or if you're wondering what qualifies as a Disney adult, <laughs> here are some things that you might find interesting. So um, many would argue that some people are bigger Disney fans than others, right? In a fandom, you always have a spectrum. You always have mm-hmm. people who are like diehard obsessed, like, uh, you know, people who just will spend any amount of money and do anything just to be mm-hmm. like the most obsessed with right. this particular thing. 
right and then there's people who you know do the bare minimum like engage in the fandom but like don't really you know it's not their whole life right Right. they don't have rooms in their house dedicated to this thing (laughs) right right so um you can be a disney adult if you occasionally watch disney plus or something like that or if you are visiting the park every day after work it the (laughs) spectrum is very wide wide um the level of yeah so the level of, of, of obsession varies so basically, if you want to be a Disney adult, you can be a Disney adult. Yeah. Just there's no. It. Yeah. And if you don't want to be a Disney adult, you don't have to be a Disney adult. But yeah. like, yeah. you know, or if you go ahead, go ahead. Here's my thing. I know that everybody's going to use Disney adult and try and take it and be like, no, like I'm a Disney, like embrace it. I am a Disney adult. I'm just an adult. You know, I'm mm-hmm. just an adult who has joys and a range of enjoyments and a range of things that I enjoy doing and, if and one hobbies of those, and hobbies and like you can't tell me that the average person doesn't have a set of dislikes and likes right correct so yeah. for me at least the extremism drives me crazy I don't need a label to like something there yeah thank you so, Kirsten yeah that's just my that's my two cents you don't have I to like be a it. Disney adult you can just be an adult yeah. who enjoys Disney and other things <laughs> correct correct <laughs> um yeah and I think a lot of the like Disney influencers also take that approach because they, do. they don't like go around calling themselves Disney adults but they just share what they like and what they don't like on yeah the internet yeah I agree so um the other thing is, is that you don't have to buy a bunch of stuff or visit the parks to qualify as a Disney fan, Mm-mm. you know? So I think sometimes with fandoms too, it can be very, um, there can be some fandom drama, right? Like, yes. oh, well, you haven't been to the Disney parks, so you don't qualify to be in this particular realm of the fandom and blah, blah, blah. And I think that that's dumb too. I do too, because we did not have the money growing up to do something that aggressive yeah uh, to go to the park and so i've never been but i am still a fan of disney and i do right. enjoy disney movies and things yeah like that. yeah absolutely yeah um i would say the same you know yeah. like i you know we did go when i was a kid but like we don't i mean it wasn't my whole life whole growing life. up yeah so you, like you went every every month or something You're right know, like, exactly yeah um so yeah, just keep that in mind in w- going into any fandom that you might encounter. I know concert tickets are getting out of control. I mean, we had a brief discussion before this podcast, I think about like how Taylor Swift po- yeah. tickets are like $1,200 for like garbage seats. It's and it's, you know, and that doesn't mean if you can't go to the concert, you aren't a Taylor Swift fan. Right. So it applies the same with this. To anything. Right. Um. So speaking of that, it's also very expensive to be like to go to the parks and to buy the merch. And, you know, it's it's like 60 bucks for a shirt at Disney World. Like, you know, it's not cheap. And that's an estimate. Obviously, I don't, you know, $60 T-shirts. It's a little bit Um, of an exaggeration, maybe. I don't know. But also it's not even if you don't live there, it's not even just the cost of being in the park or getting Mm -hmm. anything to to like take home as a souvenir. It's also getting there and staying there and then getting back. And, you know, like exactly because even if you don't have children, you still have a life, you still have bills, you still have expectations financially. So they could still be a strain. 
True. Do you see those people during the pandemic that were uh, working from home at Disney World? (laughs) No. (laughs) Working in quotation. Working working from home (laughs) at Disney World. Does it Um, are you in a theme park right now? Yeah. No, no. 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 Absolutely. Um, so I'm gonna tell this story. Um, so my brother's wife, Nicole, she um she was teaching, I think it was like it was a younger elementary school mm-hmm. and during the pandemic and they were doing online teaching. Mm-hmm. Right. So everyone would zoom or I don't know what program they use, but zoom in. Right. And one day, um, one of her students was like, miss May, miss May. I, I'm at Disney world or something like that. And he like, they were seeing it like the animal kingdom one. And he was like showing them the giraffe, like outside his window <laughs> while he was like in school, was supposed to be in school. To be a kid in that age, man. Like what the heck? Isn't that wild? <laughs> it's so wild. Literally <laughs> wild. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> this is just a green screen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So, anyway, that's super fun. But anyway, um, so some popular hobbies throughout the fandom include Disney theme parks, streaming Disney plus collecting Disney merchandise. We were talking about the lounge fly backpacks earlier. We were talking about pins earlier, all good examples of ways that you can spend your money yes. at Disney. It's great stuff. Um, but whatever, whether you participate in one of those activities or all of them, you're still paying the Disney corporation. So just keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, do do your research, I guess, is a good way to say that. If you want to support Disney, do your research. Yeah. Um, there are hacks to buying merch from like Home Goods or TJ Maxx because sometimes True. they have like cheap Disney themed cups or mugs or whatever. So yeah. always look out for that if you're, you know, trying to be part of the fandom. I mean, and all then, this stuff here is on clearance almost a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So if yeah. you want it, it's out there. It is. It's out there. Um yeah, or you could steal someone's Disney Plus password. LOL, just kidding. <laughs> Are we? Most. I don't know. Maybe. I'm not saying anything. Anyway. Um, also, if you're trying to be part of this fandom, then you should probably be prepared, if you're going to post anything on social media, to yeah. receive some negative comments. So just be aware of that. I don't know if it's as bad anymore because the height of this Disney adult hatred was mostly in 2020, um, especially because a lot of the people like a lot of the people who love Disney were on lockdown and like the parks were closed Mm -hmm. and everything. So it was I remember I remember thinking that it was announced that like Disney World was closed. Yeah. During and I was like, oh, my God, this is serious. They closed Disney World. History in the making. (laughs) Exactly. So, um. Yeah. So everyone was complaining how they couldn't go to the parks and how they missed it. And then it became this whole like negative situation. Um, So just be aware, you know, you may get a little bit of hatred, but it's, it's okay. Cause you have your fandom people and they love you and it's fine. Also, I think like most things, this is just a little spin off. I think a lot of things, a lot of people that do that, there's the whole like, they're probably hurting themselves or maybe, you know, inside they might be a little jealous or you mean the negative people who are commenting, the people that comment that stuff, like they're just not in a good place in their own situation. And they're just lashing out at you for 
something potentially they want. So just kind of keep that yeah. in mind. There's no need to yeah. clap back. Just ignore it. It's not worth the time. They've got their own stuff going on. <laughs> so, you know, as you do, I, I have some questions for you. Yeah. Actually. Go for it. Uh, do you have number one, a favorite Disney princess and number two, a favorite Disney movie? Yes. So it was a really long. I pause. have well, I have some complication. Uh, let me tell you. Let okay, me tell you. here we go. Okay, so first and foremost, my favorite Disney princess is the Little Mermaid. Cute. Um, if you know me, you are not shocked by this no, in any way. Not at all. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Ariel is my fave. I but I also really enjoyed the um frozen franchise Ooh, as well yeah. because it was so like the little mermaid was very is my original like when it, growing up like that was my princess right nice. but like as i've gotten older and have learned things um i really like elsa and anna nice. because it first of all it's a female led movie which mm -hmm. i like and then also it's not necessarily about like anna's storyline is much more about like falling in love with the prince but like elsa's thing is like finding out who she's supposed to be in life and i relate to that more that's fair <laughs> now as an older person than i do um than i you know than the other disney movies right nice um so yes and as my favorite disney movie i ugh, this is such a hard question because I I appreciate them more now as like an adult. Yeah. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. And also the new, if we're including Pixar in this, yeah, sure. I the new Pixar movies, mm -hmm. like um, oh, the like all the new ones, the ones that are like um, Inside Out and yep. um, Turning Red and the um. There's like those two particular are so like deep, like yeah. way deeper than I was prepared for when originally watching those movies. Yeah. And I love them so much because of that, you know, yes. like it's about growing up and like living your life. And I mean, to the kids, I'm sure it's, they're getting some of that, but like as an adult yeah. watching that, I'm just like, how, how I feel so, so seen, but also like called out <laughs> at the same time. No, you're right. There's um there was one on Netflix that I saw that is not a Disney movie called Over the Moon and it it every time I watch it I'm instantly in tears. Just yeah. there's so much to it and it was so beautifully done. I totally yeah. understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um for musical purposes, I really like Frozen 2. That's like my favorite. I think my favorite songs and musical ones yes. um but yeah I mean Pixar is really hitting it out of the park I, I don't know what to tell they always do a great job but yeah that is awesome yeah I I also kind of have like a older favorite and then a modern like today age favorite princess mm -hmm. like Outside of Disney, the Cinderella concept was mine. Like I, sure. I grew up watching every Ever After. Sure, the, like that's I, my movie. Ever After was so good. Oh my so god, good. I've watched I, it thousands of times. Side note: <laughs> We're after this. After you get done, we're gonna do like favorite Disney like 
adult teen movie, I guess, or like Disney Channel original movie, maybe. Oh, God, I, don't I don't know if I'm going to be good at that. Okay. Okay. But like, either way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love the Disney story concept. I love the Cinderella story with Hilary Duff. Like, oh this- my God, that movie. I have seen that movie like a hundred times. It is so good. The soundtrack is so good. Hilary Duff is so good. Passion. I love that. That's what I was going to say. It's like, that's oh, my yeah. favorite movie. It that is one, my favorite movie. It's outside so good. Of, um, outside of uh, the Cinderella story with her, though, Cadet Kelly was another one of my favorites. Oh, uh, yes. Slay queen. I know, right? It was, uh, such a, it was so dorky and like so unrealistic, but I really I liked it. <laughs> so good. Oh Doesn't my matter. God. Anyway, point is Cinderella was my OG, of course. She's a classic. She had a lot of stories written outside of her that had nothing to do with Disney. And it's just a concept that I really enjoy outside of just the princess. Mm-hmm. Modern though, Moana. Her her yes. story and her experiences mm. and the emotion that I felt when I was watching her go through her journey felt so personal in a way. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I related really hard to it. I'm not going to get into specifics because I don't feel like crying today. But the bottom line Fair. is that's the one that just captures my attention continuously. That and um, crap. The one with Maribel, the newest one. Oh yeah. Um oh Encanto. That's the one. Yes. The, I that the music two. in that one is so good too. So good. Oh, those so two good. movies get me every single time. So those yeah. those I don't know if they're technically princesses. Maribel's definitely not, but in terms of like characters, yes. those are my most modern faves right now. Totally. I, um very good very I can't, good can't say enough about them but my favorite movie the one that was always on repeat at our house we had two vhs's because we obsessed so much was wow. the aristocats obviously <gasps> look at my oh, life yes <laughs> oh my god the aristocats yes. and oliver and company were constantly on uh, repeat in my house <laughs> i aristocats is so underrated in it terms is. of a disney movie Iconic. i had a huge like plush marie growing up <gasps> oh. like i loved that movie it was so good yeah that one and oliver and company those were our two those nice. were the ones. And we had two Aristocats so that we didn't have to rewind it the first time. We could just play the second one. I know. Speaking of cats, <laughs> Jinx is just taking over back there. Jinx is. <sighs> so yeah, uh, that's what I would yes. say. Okay. I like that. Great quality answers. Quality. Uh, amazing. <laughs> What's what we do here? Quality. Mediocre content <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Oh, I think that's a lovely way to end the episode, though. I think so, if you're too. ready. You nailed yeah. it. This was a great episode. It filled me with ranging emotions from extreme rage to absolute upset. It was fantastic. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. I'm here every week. um you guys can send suggestions questions or concerns to us if you'd like to also we'd like to know what your favorite disney movie is or your favorite disney character if you'd Mm -hmm. like to send them to us you can email them over at mediocrecontentpodcast at gmail.com you can slide into the dms over at uh mediocre squawks on twitter or on instagram at mediocre content podcast don't send anything creepy we don't want it send us your other non-creepy things exactly um otherwise uh i guess we'll see them next week huh 
Yes. Yes, we will. Don't forget to rate us five stars wherever you listen to podcasts. Please. We'd really appreciate it. Indeed. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers. Cheers.